Hello, and welcome to the Let's Talk Transformation Podcasts. This episode will be about personal transformation and empowering yourself and your inner game. I am delighted to welcome Clarissa Burt, the founder and CEO of In the Limelight Media and author of The Self-Esteem Regime, an Action Plan for Becoming the Confident Person You Were Meant to Be. Clarissa, it's a pleasure. Welcome to the show. Hi, Susie. Thanks so much for having me on. We're going to have a great conversation today. We are. I get so jacked up about what I talk about. So the problem is going to be shutting me up and not getting me to talk. So, (laughs) okay, I'll take that challenge. (laughs) Okay. But Teresa, so you, I mean, you were telling me a little bit about your story before, but you are an international acclaimed producer, director, writer, a fellow podcast host, and a former supermodel, as well as the CEO of In the Limelight Media. And I know that you're on a quest to support and empower women of all ages and people of all ages and backgrounds to improve their self-esteem and step into the power of their own leadership, hence your book entitled The Self-Esteem Regime. Yeah, it's a quest that's... we share, and we know that despite years of progress, particularly women today continue to suffer from low self-esteem, or should I say that's what we talk about the most because I think men suffer as well. But mm-hmm. there are more bias and systems in place in society and institutions that help to maintain the narrative for women. So, yeah. yeah. I would tend to agree with you there. Uh, I think that women are really more, you know, guys kind of like, sh- you can, they're a little bit easier to th- shrug things off and they're mm. not as catty. Girls are, you know, always a little bit more about, you know, comparing themselves to one another. And uh, there, I love this, this one saying that's come out, you know, that, I, that I've sort of coined and that is, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side, unless it's AstroTurf, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, which means it's fake. Right. It's not real grass. So be real, real, real careful, especially I think I'm speaking to everyone when I say we've got to be really, really careful as to, you know, what we're picking up as real and what is reality and what is not. And especially when we're talking about social media and knowing that self-esteem doesn't discriminate. That's really the most important thing. So Susie, I can talk to young girls. I can talk to young boys. I can talk to the elderly. I can talk to women. I can talk to people that are, are, are not, are, that are not well, you know, yeah. that are, that are, or that are sick. There's and so self-esteem is one of these kinds of things that most people think it's just ah poo-poo and eh, whatever. It's everything you are, it's everything you think, it's every relationship you have, not only with yourself but with others. It's how you show up for yourself and how you allow others to show up for you. Mm. So I often say, you know, if you've got both of your feet when they hit the ground in the morning, if your self-esteem isn't intact, you're probably not going to have a great relationship with that day, with yourself, with others at work, mm. you know, just down the list. So it's one of those kind of things that I am always inviting people to continually work on their personal development. Mm. Sort of touched on in the beginning when I was a child. Again, I was a kid. We didn't have internet and cell phones and computers. We had bookstores, right? And so it was a good yeah. old-fashioned way. And the good old-fashioned way was a little little section in the back called self-help. And that's where I lived. That's exactly where I got a lot of the information so that I was able to navigate this mm. thing called life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And, and and so we don't have many of the bookstores anymore. I, I am proud and really pleased to say that mine is in Barnes and Noble. So that's a, a crowning moment. But, you know, um, self-esteem is something we we absolutely must constantly be working on and making mm. sure that no matter what life brings our way, no matter the triggers that are going to happen, because they're going to happen. It's just mm. the way it is. 
The yeah. personal development work that you do, whether it's by reading, by courses, by classes, whatever it is that you're doing, will put those tools in the shed that you will need when the storm comes through, when that hurricane passes by, everybody batting down the hatches into the basement. Mm. When you come back up, I mean, has your how tr- rattled has your tree been? You know what I mean? Yeah, Did yeah, you lose a couple yeah. of leaves? Maybe you lost a branch. Yeah. But you haven't been uprooted with the storm and transported away. Mm. It's life skills, isn't it? And and I think when you say, you know, that little self-help parts of the library, I think now personal development is a bigger discussion. It's an accepted discussion, but self-esteem and the sort of inner game is still a little bit taboo for me. And although we sort of play pay lip service to it, we don't necessarily dig down and get candid and true, you know, real about what we're really saying to ourselves, what we feel and why we feel it. And that's one of the reasons I really loved your book is the fact that it's a framework. It's an action book as as well as a learning book, if you like, around self-esteem, what it is, and also, which is the bit I really love because I'm an eternal optimist, what it could be. So I think that's really interesting. But before we go there, can you just explain, we were chatting before the show about the colours on the front of your book, because I think it's really interesting around the way the world is shifting, because this isn't just an issue for women, although we hear more about self-esteem yeah, women. We do. But yeah, I really, um, I, I have a special place in my heart for our guys as well. I mean, all of our boys and all of our men mm. uh, Again, as I said, self-esteem doesn't discriminate, and they certainly need the same kind of attention, the same as a type of cure. Uh, They need assistance. They need guidance. They need just as much help as anyone else. And so that is why when when the book first came back, I'll show it to you, there are three triangles, and they were orange, pink, and yellow, and it was beautiful, and it looked lovely. But I really took a step back, and I went, well, that's going to jump out from the shelves. I'm glad to see that. Mm -hmm. those pictures, you know, those those cover colors mm. are not going to be attractive to men. They'll never pick it up. Yep. And so the only thing I did, which is completely a no-no, <laughs> go back to a, a publisher and say, hey, listen, could you make one little ch- change for me? And I <laughs> did it anyway. That, <laughs> and, yeah. And he said, you know, we're not supposed to do that. And I said, Gary, please do mm. it for them. Please mm. do it. Just ask the question. And they did. They did. I found that the blue, again, is a serene color, but it's also one that men are picking up. And I'm telling you, they're picking it up and they are reading it and they're doing the work. People say, oh, my God, do the work. What do you mean? Well, yeah, you're going to have to take some deeper dives. And let's, oh, you don't like the word work. Let's use the word effort. Put in some effort. <laughs> I don't care what semantics at this point, but get yeah. the book. You know, it doesn't have to be my book, but get into. And what I was telling you about that little teeny section of self-help. Yeah, back in the- yeah. You walk through Barnes and Noble today, Susie, and it is rows upon rows yeah. upon rows of personal development books. And it is a it is an absolute it's a billion dollar industry here in the States. And I can only imagine worldwide what the yes. numbers are, which reminds us of the need of that, you know, uh, for, again, the support, the guidance, the assistance, mm. the answers that we're looking for you know it's a pain point right if yeah, our life absolutely is a pain point there <clears throat> that we're all looking for solutions to so yeah. uh I, I don't see uh, you know self-esteem books going away anytime soon nor do no. i see the personal development industry you know uh collapsing anytime no. Soon. so no. but it's basic I'm, human needs isn't it to be seen heard valued and to feel Right, as opposed to worthless, which which brings me right back to your regime and you formulating your recommendations and framework into these twelve progressive building blocks. You know, steps yes. towards becoming proud of who you are, how you show up, 
and I call it living in congruence with my values. So, you know, living through my values. Right. Um, but but well, my- thanks for using the word values, because that's something that's really, really important. First of all, I'm going to tell you that regime is an organized way of doing things. So I know that in Europe, Super. it has a different connotation. You know, in Europe, the word is kind of like, whoa, what do you mean? But if you look it up, it's an organized way of doing things. And I put everything, as you have said, into action plan, mm. action steps. And it is, you know, it's all laid out for you. We start with chapter one, which is release. And, and Susie, therein lies where the rubber will hit the road. Mm. When you decide what it is you need to unlearn, when you decide what it is you've been taught that has been absolutely etched in stone because it was taught by a tribal community or by your friend, your friends or mm. potentially by your educative institutions, maybe even your faith. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. I'm yeah. saying there are things that we have been, we have been formed with that have created who, oh, let's not even get into the, you know, the genealogical. Oh, yes. uh, you know, ancestral burdens ancestral versions that have been brought on we are we're this conglomeration of so many things and then we look around and go well why is my life not working because we need to get clear we need to get clarity and we need to make sure that you're on the path that works for you that serves you and your purpose obviously for doing great things in the world but and for your life and doesn't necessarily mean you have to be you know the next you know, your celebrity or influencer doesn't, it's not mm. about, it's about being the best version of yourself that you can possibly be, but doing the work. And especially with release, it's going to take a, you're going to have to get really, really real with yourself. Yeah. You talked yeah. about values before. If I were mm. to ask one of the things I talk about in the book, because if I say, give me four of the things that are top in your value system, most people have no idea what you're even talking about and wouldn't be able to give you the top two. Mm. So. You know, let's get really, really clear about what hill are you ready to die on? Here's mine. Mm. I always take the high road. High road is honesty, integrity, gratitude, and honor. And I will die on that hill. Now, I am a human being and I'm imperfect. And I'm not always going to get it right. But I know that when I come to the Mm. table, that's who I am. That's what I bring. And that's what I will stand by. Mm. doesn't always make me the most popular person in the room, but it is the one person in the room many times or at the table that most people will go to for advice mm. or most people look for as a leader or most people, even whether you're leading yourself or you're leading hundreds or you're leading nations. Yeah. I want to be led by somebody that's got their self-esteem super in check. They yeah. know exactly who they are. They know exactly what they stand for. They always come with honest honest uh, and honest it doesn't always mean you're gonna like it no and I think Uh, you know people pleasing is something that often hurts our self-esteem because we're getting validation from somewhere else and we're pleasing people even if we're not sitting on our high hill or on our high road or feel like we're congruent with our values and I think particularly in organizations which is where I do a lot of my work this incongruence is very prevalent well, you've just said it too. I mean, you know, well, anyway, yes, of course, uh, all, all of that. But let's go on because I, I know we've got a lot to do. But one of the other things I did want to say this is this as well. We hear a lot about I am enough. I yeah. am enough. You are enough. We and everybody's enough. Well, when you look up the definition of enough, Susie, it's only as much as is required. Huh? Mm. So just the definition, the word enough isn't enough. I like that. That so enough isn't enough. And, yes, and, and, great starting and, and, point. Is there enough? Is there an? Uh, is there an enough panel? 
organization, like who decides what is enough for me? Who is enough? Who's deciding for me what enough is? So here's the new version of that, that I love and that I scream from the rooftops. I am so much more than enough. Mm. I am so much more than enough. And I will let no one else define what that means for me. Yeah. So basically you're, you're taking the stand for who you are, how you show up and what your values are, which, which is encapsulated in release. And I like the fact that all the steps start with re. Can you, can you sort of, and you explain it in the book. Uh, can you explain it to our listeners why all the steps start with re? Because I think that's I really, really important. It's really kind of cool. I don't know why. I just really, I decided that it was a bit of a re. It, first of all, there were a lot of really, really is a reword. Um, yes, I was just thinking. Really, <laughs> there were a lot of really great words beginning with re that really, you know, knocked the nail on the head for me. And it was a, it was a, it was a hook. It was a catch. It was a little bit of a catchy thing for me. So the regime was already kind of like an eyebrow, eyebrow raiser. Hmm, yeah. Regime, what do you mean by that? Mm. And then so we have release. Then we have rebuild. Mm. Then we have responsibility. Where are you taking responsibility for your life? Where are you shirking it? Then we have reinvent. Oh boy, that's a big one. That is a huge one because how many times in our lives uh, have we had to reinvent, whether we yeah. know it or not? Yeah. And I know how many times I've had to reinvent. And so there in lies, you know, it, it, all of the works around, uh, you know, and permission. Permission's another mm. real permission. Who needs to give you permission to do anything? Nobody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So lots of really great work to be done in here. Again, there are case studies, Clarissa's Corner, the, the Clarion Call. I love Clarion. Mm. Just love the way that sounds, <laughs> you know, and there's homework. There's, there's the reviews. Like you said before, there's every chapter is it's mini nucleus and it's going to teach you something in order to be able to move on to the next. If you read this book now, you're going to do a, a whole set of work mm. uh, effort <laughs> that you need to do for how your life is. It's, and it's a, it's a book that if you read in a year's time, you're going to read it and go, Oh, I don't remember that being there the first time. Well, yeah. You weren't ready for that <clears throat> message. Mm. You weren't ready for that message yet. So great. Take that and run with it, right? Mm. Continually read these kinds of books. These are not, and by the way, it's called self-help. It's not called shelf help. So <laughs> buy the book and do the work. Don't, <laughs> don't buy the book and, and, and put it up, you know, do yeah. the work, put it on mm. your nightstand, read a chapter a day, read a couple of pages, get started in the process, get your journal ready because mm. you're going to be writing. And then we, I love the mirror work. When we do the yes. mirror therapy. Can you walk us through the mirror, the mirror work, which is Nora's story, isn't it? It is Nora's story. Look at you, girl, reading that book. Thank you so it much. Was a, for it was a brilliant read. Thank you so much. He, it, I first learned of it through Louise Hayes and mm. her work. So Hay, Hay House Publishing, you know, many have heard of that. A phenomenal woman. And that was the first time I had it come across the mirror therapy. Jack Canfield is the co, you know, co-writer of uh, the yes. soup, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul series, has it in his works as well. And I went, well, if it's good enough for the two of them. It's <laughs> so I've put it into my book as well. And this is the, this is the, probably I would say the most impactful of all the exercises in the book, because mm-hmm. you, there are two ways you can approach a mirror and that you can look at the mirror, brush your hair, do your makeup and all mm-hmm. that, or you look into the mirror. And when you look into the mirror and into your own eyes and down into your own soul, it is a it is a life changing experience and very and what, uncomfortable. <laughs> and very, it can be very uncomfortable. So a lot of people, you know, they have difficult. First of all, they think it's just ridiculous, and it feels really. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, I do it and it feels strange. Mm. And you want to probably make sure nobody else is home <laughs> when you try this the first couple of times. But, you know, bring your tissues if you should need, you know, make it, not saying, but just in case. Mm. Say to you are your own, you are your best advocate. You are mm. your own cheerleader. Wait for no one else. And by the way, it is called self-help. It's not everybody else and what they think of me. Help. Yeah. It's self Help. It's do I'm doing this to help myself. I'm doing the work. I don't need your help. Thank you very much, everyone. I'll be, I'll, you know, I'm just making myself a better pla- you know, p- place to be. Mm. I'm making myself a better person to be. Mm. So when I go to that mirror and I say, you know, I really like you, or, you know, Clarissa, I, I really love you. Or, you know, Clarissa, I forgive you for that time that you didn't stand up for yourself, that you, you know, you didn't advocate for, you, you know, yourself, that whatever it is, we could be here all day on that. There are a plethora of infor- of uh, affirmations in the book. Should you mm. need them? Well, pick up your own. As I just said, you know, I, I am enough. Well, that wasn't good enough for me. I wanted, I am so much more than enough. And every once in a while, I'll just stop as I'm passing, I'll stop in the mirror and go, you are so much more than enough. And on my day I go, you know, so mm. these kinds of things that they, they sound silly to say, they say it feels kind of weird, but guess what? Get, get into all the gushy loveliness of loving, learning what it's like to really love yourself. And I will tell you <clears> that on the light, you know, you enter that tunnel and it's going to feel really weird. And it's, as I said, it's going to be work. But when you see that teeny weeny light at the end of that tunnel and you start getting closer, when you get out on that other side, you are going to be bigger, bolder, brighter, and better than mm. you have ever been. And it is exhilarating, exhilarating mm. who you will become and, and what you, and what you'll be able to even, you know, to do like with this book, I never thought I could do this. <laughs> I was never going to write a book, but Gary Krebs saw me on stage one day. And, he, and after I got down, he said, I'm going to write your book. And I went, let's do it. Excellent. That was the year. And, and when I did get the deal, Susie, it was full COVID. The world had shut down. Mm. Nobody was going into their offices. And we got a book deal with a New York City publisher. Now, if that's not the universe telling you that that is the mission you're supposed to be on. Yeah. 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 And I come back to what you're saying. It may sound silly. It may feel uncomfortable. But they're two indicators for me of the fact that you should be doing it. Because (laughs) anything that feels comfortable and, you know, is too small. It's not growth. It's it's, not growth. It's not growth. And which brings me to the... Deborah in the in chapter three around responsibility and I would love you to walk us through her story a little bit because it's so familiar to everyone this indecision this sort of risk aversity even if we want to step out and step into our I'm going to use this word greatness but there is no safe way to be great yeah so so I, I really like the fact that you know you can actually have a look at yourself from a distance and think okay these people are helping me to step right. out of my safety bubble and these people aren't. And and so I need to understand what's best for my self-esteem and make decisions that normally I don't make because I get stuck in that indecision loop. Right. And I love I love opening up the book and every once in a while I am in chapter three right now to I remind <laughs> you of responsibility. And just to be able to get, get in here and tell you some of the things that, you know, I've just opened it up and right there at the top, funnily enough, I've already said it, never assume what others may uh, be thinking and always take the high road. Yeah, You know, it's none of our business what others think of us. It really is. And it hurts sometimes, but it's really not our business. Move on. And we get so shrouded. We get so shut down yeah. by what, other, and, I, and by the way, again, it happens to me sometimes too. I go, wow, you know, I don't know what I did to that person, but whatever, you yeah. know, I'm really, sorry, I don't know what happened. And that's the other thing that, you know, we talk about in the book is I'm sorry 
Yeah. Two of the most powerful words you will ever, ever say, apart from, you know, I love you, which are th- is three words, you know, uh, lots of, yeah. I'm sorry. There is no shame, no blame, and no guilt in ever having to apologize. You know, that is one of the most important things I like to underline. There's a fabulous country song. I'll get back to the, your question. There's a fabulous country song that I like to refer to, and it's, uh, you can do anything. I can do anything. Well, okay. I can do anything until I can't. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to, you know, to bring to mind there is, well, you know, who is it that you might have to apologize to? Mm-hmm. Who is it? You, maybe you need to pick up a phone and just check in. Maybe you've had a little bit of a spout or an out, uh, you know, an outing mm-hmm. of some kind. Maybe, mm-hmm. You know, is it that important? Because there's going to be a time there will come a day. I've just found out this morning that someone I dated back in uh, in Italy many years ago died. Oh, this mm. Yeah, thanks. Yes. And so, you know, this is what life is. It's going yes. to happen one day. You're going to find out that you can do anything until you yeah. can't, will yes. not be able to pick up that phone that day. Yeah. So I'm sorry, you know, is it, 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 take that high road. You know, maybe mm. it was, maybe you, you, maybe you morally feel you were right, but saying I'm sorry is never really a, a bad thing to do. Yeah. I'm um, not saying so, I'm sorry, Clarissa, for things that aren't my responsibility and exactly, aren't my, you know, putting myself exactly into this right. loop of I'm really sorry, although it wasn't my responsibility or my place to say sorry. That's exactly right. But you've taken a high road and you've done the right thing and potentially opened up a door for conversation yes. or a discussion that may never have taken place. And mm. once it's too late, it's too late. Yeah. Um, the keys, it clears this corner that, you know, the, 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 let's say, let's go to some of the affirmations. I'm responsible for creating my purpose, mission, vision, and goals. Yeah, you are responsible for all that. I am responsible for, present, for presenting well and showing up. What does showing up mean? A lot of people, I, you know, a lot of people I call it empowerment. Well, yeah. a lot of people are living in empowerment. You know, they're, they're, I've not you know, heard that. I like that empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, empowerment. You know, I'm not good enough or who am I? Mm. Or, who, who do I think I am to, you know, who, how could I, I could never, well, you can, I'm here to tell you, you can. And yeah. that's why I call it regime because it's time to put on your, you know, just get up and do the damn work, yeah. put on your big girl britches and move on. Mm. You know, you can be sorry for yourself. I'll give you a couple of days, do what you got to do. Cry it out. Fine. Mm. Okay. Now next, next, you know, let's move on with it. I'm responsible for acknowledging and improving my imperfections. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do that for you. I'm responsible no. for working to overcome my fears. Fear, face everything and rise. You can put the R word, anything you want. Mm. Face everything and I don't know, I've got a thousand rewords in but there. But I liked the false evidence appearing real, which is false another one that you use real. for fear. True. I false love that. I, yeah. But face everything and rise. There's another acronym for you. So fear is something that I've lived in a very good portion of my life. And I have mm-hmm. to tell you, I got nothing done. When I lived behind, you know, I was in, when I was in cowering, I got nothing done and served not myself and certainly no one else. How did you step out of that, Chris? What was your light bulb moment? Well, I think it was, you know, when I realized that uh, it was fear of what? Failure. Oh, I'm going to fail. Nobody's going to like me and I'm going to fail. Nobody's going to like me. Well, again, nobody likes me that, you know, I, yeah. again, it's not my business. And failure is your first attempt in learning. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the first time I, I you know, I did, you know, uh, many things. I knew that it was not going to be my best, but each, each time I failed, and by the way, I use that term loosely, I was that much closer to success. And I was, it was another learning moment. You know, we, we, the building blocks are built on learning moments and, and you can only have those if indeed 
you know, something went awry or kind yeah. of was went catty corner. So I, you know, definitely just keep forging ahead. And that's what a regime will do for you. This book is, is really mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. in that because it will keep you moving in that forward trajectory mm-hmm. until we get to chapter 12, which is basically reciprocal. Yes. And yeah. for me, reciprocal was a tough one, Susie, because I was constantly, I'm a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a doer, and I'm full on energy. And it's, you know, it's a lot. And then the one day I remember being around. And somehow, somewhere, I said something along the lines of, well, I guess I'm just going to have to do it myself. I, or something along the side, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always doing everything. And, and this is some years ago. And somebody said to me, Clarissa, with all due respect, do you understand how hard it is to do anything for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do it all. You are it all. You, you know, you know, you're full energy and mm. you know, whatever they came back with. And I went, wow, light bulb moment. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's a learning moment. I didn't. I could have gone off. I could have gotten annoyed. I could have gotten pissed off. I could have, you know, really been angry at somebody. Kind of like, you know, putting that mm. mirror up. Nice. Mm. And I went. You're right. I don't leave that space for yep. someone to do for me. And the to other thing was, yeah. see, I never asked. No, no. Well, we don't do. I mean, so many people don't ask. I remember getting the same feedback. You know, my colleague said to me, Susie, I think you forget how much people like to be asked for help you just do it all on your own but you you know we like to be asked for help and it it's true it's true this learn and learn relearn of how you behave and your patterns and that's why I like the re in all because it's iteration it's it's you know building rebuilding building rebuilding trying retrying and and I like that so and the other part of all of that was when I let somebody else do something it opened it up for me hey great job well done well, you know, again, remember that, you know, people, they really, they'll listen to you and all of your accolades and all mm-hmm. the things you've done, but more importantly, they're always going to remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Yep. So it opened up even that one more portal for me to be able to, you know, to, to just really give them lots of kudos and lots of love and lots of, you know, lots mm. of good job, well done, you know, and um, yeah, so uh, yeah, and I, I, I have to be mindful of that, you know, mm. I still have to be mindful of, you know, bulldozer Clarissa, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to lead the way, just get out of her own way sometimes and let others just, you know, be them, let them be them. Mm. And that's, that's another important, that's another leadership. Uh, yeah. tool. but you say don't you you know you're only as beautiful as your last good deed that's what that's what you say in your book and I love Absolutely. that quote particularly because I think you know well clearly we're both action biased and you can just push things on because you want to do and you want to have yes. impact and you want to make things happen and I yeah. but I feel grateful that I can create these opportunities for others but also for myself in terms of having an opportunity to grow if I step back which brings me to the reinvention chapter. And I really want to just go there. I mean, time is running, but it's really important for me. I love that chapter on reinvention and Lisa's story of speaking up to her boss, asking for what she felt she deserved and the boss having a completely different answer than the one she expected, which, you know, comes back to the seven myths that you talk about where we need to intentionally retrain our brains around the way, what we say to ourselves and the myths that we can have around this subject. And I found that so helpful, Clarissa, that I would love it if you could just walk our listeners through the seven myths that we discover through um, Lisa's story of reinvention. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, reinvention is one of those kinds of things where, you know, kind of, you know, it's that scarcity mindset kind of thing where yeah. you kind of think to yourself, oh, gosh, I don't know, you know, I'm kind of good where I am. And uh, I don't know that, you know, uh, I have a dream and it's been there for a while. They call it in Italian. It's the, it's the mm, sogno nel cassetto, which means you've got this dream and it's in your drawer and you've, you know, yeah. you've kind of put it away. And, you know, one day you're going to get there and one day it's going to become true. But if you're living in scarcity mindset, that's something yeah. you're absolutely never going to be able to do or pull out. Yeah, money is an illusion. And then, you know, again, we've got the starting your planning today. And that is when you're reinventing and you realize, look, I was a babysitter. Then I became an, uh, I became a, uh, a babysitter. And then I was in a waitress. And then I was a secretary in New York City. And then I became a model. And then I became an actress. And then I became right. a producer. You know, I, as I kept moving on, I kept pushing my envelope my, myself by saying, well, I know that I do want to get that. But in order for me to be a director, I probably have to be an actress first. Boom. Before I could be an actress, I may have to, not always, but it kind of worked that way for me that the being the, a model sort of sprung, uh, there was a springboard for me into being an actress. So I kind of, you know, I had all of my docs were in a row and I knew that each one of those I needed to work on and or not say perfect, but definitely work on mm. so that I could springboard off onto the next. Well, what's your next reinvention? How do you see yourself next? Yeah. What is it you would really like to do? And so you know, absolutely with reinvention, people say, well, you know, who do I think I, I am? And I could never, you know, I've, I've been a, a making it up as I go, stay at home mother for the last, you know, 20, 30, 25 years. And, you know, if, if I were to say to somebody, I want to start my own business, they'd probably look at me like I have, you know, three heads and say, oh, what are you crazy? Mm. What are you not? You know, and, and so be real, real careful of the naysayers along the way as well, because you've yes. got to, yes. you've got to, you know, forge ahead into your own. So I love the affirmations on this as well, real quick. I will create a budget and stick to it. So we talk a lot about money and being mindful in this in this book as well. Mm. About that was the one between you and the lamppost and anybody that's <laughs> listening. It was the one thing that I insisted be in the book. And somebody went, "You really think that needs to be in a self esteem book?" Wait a that's minute. So women, tightly linked. Women being financially <laughs> independent. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm. This is probably if I had to write the book, that would be it. With only one chapter, that would be it. <laughs> You know, seriously, to make mm. sure that, you know, mm. as long as your know, self-esteem does definitely come with our own sense of independence. It's, you know, making our own money is, you know, also comes along with what we had to know, what we had to learn, how we went through the process of being able to have that energetic exchange saying, I'm giving you a service in, uh, in order for you to open up your wallet for me. And so that right then and there, that exchange is such an mm. empowering exchange. Reciprocal. That a reciprocal exchange and a powerful exchange. And when you say, I've been a stay-at-home mom, who the hell do I think I am? And everybody will laugh at me. Good, let them laugh. <clears throat> and they'll have the last laugh. And that is where you absolutely have to continue on reinventing yourself until there's nothing more, you know, that you want to do. Mm. And I, you know, mm. I don't know. For me, I can't even imagine what that would be. Mm. So I now it's the book. And I know that from the book, we're going to be doing the, the, the retreats for women. And I know that my mastermind has been a better place because of the, the, uh, the introduction of this book. Mm. Uh, I know that also I want to be on big stages, you know, around the world. And that for me, the mission as I reinvent is that this is a manual, it's a mission, and it's a movement until I see people all over the world living as esteemed beings. Mm. And so that's the path that I am on. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, you know, reinvent, continue to reinvent. Don't be afraid of reinvention. Do what you need to do to go from step A to step B to step C. You know, I have lots of information out there 
and just continue. I, I cannot tell you how many courses and classes I, I take on almost on a weekly basis. And if it's not a course or a class, I am on YouTube learning, YouTube learning something new. Yeah, me too. Uh, some, especially right now it's AI, <laughs> right? AI has just come out of the woodwork, mm. right? So now it's all learning about AI and what it's doing, right? So that I can teach. Also, I have some interns that are along the, this journey with me. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we're working on it with my magazine. We're working on it, you know, as we're looking for different stages. <clears throat> So all of those reinvention pieces come along with keeping yourself educated, staying you know ahead of, you know, keeping your ear to the ground of what's happening now and how you can live your best life now. Yeah, it's keeping yourself relevant, isn't it? And I'm building capacity for the future because we never know what's around the corner. And I think that's an exciting thing as opposed to, to something to, to be scared of. Um, don't, be, don't be afraid no. of people. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, and I, when I hear your ambition, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, we need yeah, to do. We need so to do cool. something bigger than us. And, you know, yeah. you underline always living in a state of gratitude. And and I think, you know, I, I feel very grateful for everything I learn and everything I do day to day and, you know, all the people I meet, because you are a part of everyone you meet. And, and I like that. I like that diversity as you move forward. But it, can you tell us what you're grateful for and who you would like to thank for your journey this far? Because that's a major milestone, isn't it, the book? And there's so much impact held in that book, uh, which yeah, I invite it, our listeners to go and read. Grateful for, first of all, you know, the, all the creature comforts, I think, are the first things that come to mind. So the mm. roof over my head, warm, the warm blanket on my bed, the fact that I have a bed, I've got a full pantry, I've got friends <laughs> that are very, very near and dear to my heart, my family, mm. of course, that is always there for me, the sunshine every day, you know, because I love the sun and mm. I absolutely, you know, I need the sun. And for me, I know that mm. that's an important part you know all of those things the creature comforts i think are the first things that come to life but definitely my health i think i'm in the autumn of my my years i think they would say now mm. so you know being really really mindful of being very careful of, of taking care of the temple that is our bodies yeah. and making sure that we're doing the right things by it uh you know everybody i go by the blood type so i have you know a certain blood type and i make sure that i'm eating those things and they seem to go very well so taking deeper dives into you know again the four pillars of self-esteem are look good feel good be good and greater good. So look good. We know that that's the outside. Mm. Feel good is the inside. It's diet, exercise, nutrition. Be good. Relationships, leadership, uh, uh, our finances, mm. uh, you know, uh, our businesses. That's the be good part of mm. ourselves. Mm. Greater good is volunteering, tithing, paying it forward, you know, giving back, whatever that is. Mm. So those four pillars are, you know, the four pillars that, you know, mm. That I, I think are the most important uh, aspects of self-esteem. But I absolutely do believe that, you know, on any given day, we need to be coming down with five new ones every day. Like, what is it like I'm grateful for today? And they can't be the same things that they were yeah. yesterday. And they are there. So mm. I I don't really, uh, there's not a lot of room for bitching, moaning, and complaining here. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm pretty straightforward with, you got to find another five because they're there, figure them out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, Let's keep that gratitude. The gratitude is really, really important. It's such a, it's a, it's a huge driver yeah. into keeping motivated, into keeping in, yourself inspired. Who mm. do I want to thank? Anybody that came before me that was able to teach me something, mm. uh, whether something that I agreed with or not. You know, and I do believe that uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to sound, but I've done a lot of the work myself, and I've done a lot of the work myself because of what I was taught mm. and how some of those things I knew just couldn't be how the rest of my life is going to look, feel, and sound. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'd like to thank a lot of those people. My grandmother was very, very close. And you know, I'm the fifth generation Clarissa. So firstborn girl of every of oh, wow. every generation. Okay. Yeah. 
So Grandma Clarissa was just the sweetest, kindest, you know, lady and was always kind of keeping me on track. And, you know, she, and she you know, in, the, my, in her later years, she says, when are you just going to come home and plop it? <laughs> and I say, Grandma, I love you. And I give you as much time as I can, but I love but I'm not. <laughs> love out there in the world. I love, you know, what I do, but when are you going to just come home and plop it? Yeah. And I'd say, Grandma, I've got lots of work to do. And I spent a <laughs> lot with her but she's she's been departed for about 12 13 years now but she's got okay. pictures of her all over the house and she's uh, with um I and then I my, mother, my mother who my mother who just gave me all of the liberties she gave mm. me all the liberty and the freedom i think she really just wanted me out of the house early but anyway, <laughs> um, you know it was one of those kind of things where you know there was there was no coddling mm. not much mm. of that there wasn't going to be much of the coddling going on. So it was, you know, big girl britches straight up all the way, make your own mistakes, fix your own mistakes. And, you know, if you really get into any kind of horrible trouble, I'll always be here for you. That was my mother's credo. And it seems to have worked out pretty well. Yeah. So so you had the support behind you. You had someone who had your back. If I needed it. It was there. Yeah. Okay. And so just a final question. I hear I hear all that. Would you have a final call to action or recommendation or message for those of our listeners who are sitting there either struggling with self-esteem that they haven't yet formalized or acknowledged or struggling with how to start on this journey of what seems overwhelming to them of reinventing themselves? Catch yourself in negative self-talk all the time. You know, it happens to me sometimes too. And I'll, you know, so I'll oh, 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 nope, sorry, mm. can't. That's not, the, that's not the work I'm doing here. You know, those daily demons. Remember, I speak about those in the yes, book. Yes, yeah, you do. Daily demons, daily demons, and they're going to be there. And they are going to continue to come back every day until you say, not welcome here anymore, thanks. Off you go. Off mm-hmm. you go. Don't come back. And they'll try to eat back. Oh, sorry. Oh. And, mm. you know. You have to be able to be mindful of your thoughts, your thought processes, stop negatives talking, get into the personal development realm, sphere, books, courses, classes, find support. Because, you know, a lot of us, Susie, were not born into families that might have been supportive. We probably, some of us came from horrific parents, parenting. Let's just call a spade a spade. Be your own. It's time to re-parent yourself. Yeah, Re- and your inner child. Be your own. Okay, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Got it. I must have learned these things and these lessons for a reason. Not quite sure just yet, but I'm going to hone all of that now into what is going to serve me. And what is serving me is because I learned all that, I'm now in the self-help realm. I'm in the personal development section. I'm reading the books. I'm doing the work. I'm forging ahead. I'm feeling the pain because some of it's going to be uncomfortable. But again, the, remember that light at the end of the tunnel, a tunnel, bigger, bolder, brighter, and better than ever mm. because it's there. It's available for everyone. And so let's get, let's get that negative self-talk out of the way right away. Don't be worried about what your peers are doing. I don't want to hear about you comparing yourself to anyone else. That self-esteem one-on-one. And here's the deal about that. You are so lucky that you get to be you, mm. you know, some, yeah, but I'm not as pretty as, but I'm not as famous as, but I'm not as popular as, but she's. You haven't walked a mile in her shoes. And remember that a lot of things that we're seeing on, on, on social media are the things that people want us to see. It's yeah. how they want to be perceived. So what the what truth is and what reality is, 
maybe a whole different thing. Now, we don't wish any harm on anyone, but what I do want to bring back home and hone in on is you get to be you, you lucky dog. So <laughs> go get the blueprint, you know, get yourself, you know, uh, the things you need to be to take the self-care time, do what you love yourself. You might go, oh, I don't feel like very lovable. Okay, let's start at ground zero. Start one by one. Start reading books like mine. Find out ways that you can start to love yourself. Excellent. And Thank I you. think that's where you need to be. Yeah, I'm going to leave our listeners with with those sort of nuggets of wisdom of reparenting yourself and rebuilding the you you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Reparent yeah. yourself. Be your own parent. Be your own best advocate. You know, it's amazing what you'll find. It's amazing what you learn when you start down this rabbit hole. I'm telling you, you're going to find out things. The strength that you have that you don't even know. Yes, yes. That yeah. you don't even know yet. I spoke about those, those. I'm going to say it again. Those tools are the resources in the shed. That those tools in the shed. That you every now I've got a shovel. Now I've got a pick. Now I've got a broom. Now I keep putting those tools in your shed because the day you're going to need them is the day they're going to be there for you. And you will you will get by just fine. You are so much stronger than you think. Mm, I'm going to leave that. You are so much stronger than you think. Everyone is so much stronger than they think. Clarissa, thank you so much. Thank you for coming and sharing your stories, your input. And where can people find out more about you and what you do? And well, we've heard a brilliant quest. Where can they find out more about that? Uh, the other thing is just everywhere on social. You can find me at clarissabert.com or you can just go, you know, Clarissa Burt uh, pretty much anywhere except Snapchat. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to leave everybody with this. And that is, I'm going to talk about the loyalty piece, which is a really important piece. And that is loyalty is when I've got your back behind your back. So what kind of friend are you? Who are you at the at the at the water cooler? You know, are you are you fomenting with the rest of the tribe and the rest of the pack because Susie Q this and Susie Q that? Or do you come up to that water cooler and say, you know, I know Susie Q and I think she's pretty cool. Maybe she's just having a bad day today. She probably just needs a hug. And off you go. Loyalty is when I've got your back behind your back. So take that away too. What kind of friend are you? How are you presenting? I love that. So that saying, <laughs> sorry, it slipped my mind for a moment, but it's powerful. And I wanted to leave you with that. It's very powerful. So I'm going to leave our listeners with that. Thank you, Clarissa. Thanks for a great conversation. We hope you enjoyed this episode and the insights and learning it gave you. And it's bye from me for now and see you soon for the next episode of Let's Talk Transformation. Transformation.